The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. All right, Adam is on the line. He's back in the country, and uh, I just wanted to make sure you still have a job. You, you have not been fired, right? I haven't been fired. Okay. Uh, there was a few. There might be a few opportunities. You know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. There have now been 13 managers fired in the Premier League uh, during this season, but uh, Adam is. Still fully employed in the soccer world, so that's a good news, right? <laughs> and, that's uh, right. It's also time for free kicks, which is other good news. And now, free kicks, free kicks with Illinois Youth Soccer Association's director of coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. So, as I mentioned, three teams uh, fired managers since we last spoke. Um, yeah. uh, three different parts of the table. Uh, near the top of the mm-hmm. table, Tottenham let uh, Conte go. Yeah. Right? In the middle of the table, uh, Chelsea let Graham Potter, Potter go. At the bottom of the table, Leicester City let Brendan Rogers, not Fraser, go. <laughs> so let me ask you this, our soccer expert, our football expert, are you surprised by any of those moves? Um. Not terribly. The probably the biggest surprising one was the Brendan Rogers, um, in terms of the fact that I mean, obviously they were struggling. They've they've lost four of their last five games. But I think um he really hasn't received any help to get him out of that situation. Um so there's not been really anything he could have done. And I think you I don't know if you saw some of the comments from some of the players, they were extremely complimentary. Um, so I think it wasn't necessarily his fault. It was more of, I would probably even blame the club, the fact that they didn't back him in the in the transfer window to maybe get him out of the situation. And that and, was part of the problem. And you think he might have gone in and told them that too? Yeah, I think I think there was definitely, I honestly thought he might have left right after the transfer window yeah. uh, on his own terms. But then obviously the results have kind of, gotten worse in the last few weeks and so that's led to him getting getting out of there and then maybe that's an easy chance for them to get rid of him but at least he'll get a little uh, you know a fairly nice little um, wage to go to to leave with so i guess that's the good thing yeah a little but, golden uh, parachute yeah, exactly exactly so i think that but the other two conte obviously the negative comments afterwards was always going to lead to him going and then obviously the results for for chelsea have not been quite there it's definitely been a bit of a mess and so that's led to uh graham potter leaving boy they didn't give him much of a chance did they no i mean i was listening to somebody i think it was back in england when i was there i was listening to i think um uh, Gary Neville talking a little bit about basically he was given all the sweets in the sweet in the sweet shop, but he didn't know which ones to pick. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and that was the thing. And the ones he did pick were the wrong ones, and those were the ones that nobody liked. And so it was just one of those things where he just he just couldn't get it right. Uh, I just don't know if it was really a totally good fit. I think if he would have been maybe not. You hate to say this, if he wasn't given these crazy amount of players to work with, maybe it might have been a little bit easier. But, you know, they had 30-odd players he had to pick from, and trying to keep them happy was going to probably be a massive task. And uh, he didn't, obviously, you know, people go back and say he didn't have the 
the the resume in terms of winning championships and go leaning back on that. So it was just easy for them to probably say no thanks to Graham because he hadn't achieved anything. He didn't have that history behind him backing himself up. So that led to him to a fairly quick demise, which was a shame. I think only 30 games in charge, which was tough. Well, you you must say this, that uh, the Chelsea fans were a little worried when an American uh, was going to take over for the uh, yeah. the Russian oligarch. Uh, it, it turns mm-hmm. out the Americans are just as bad as the Russian oligarchs when it comes to firing <laughs> managers. <laughs> yeah, same yeah. Same deal, right? Exactly. It seems like that's what we're – I mean, in a lot of ways, this was probably his best move in terms of the current situation to, to maybe move on. But, uh, my goodness, he's going to have to probably pay a huge amount of money to get a new one in. I mean, remember, Graham Potter had a five-year contract. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's going to be obviously getting paid a a good significant amount of money to leave. But, uh, I mean, they're talking about Pochettino, Zidane, Luis Enrique, Nagelsmann, the Bayern Munich manager. I mean, you're probably going to get a big name coming in. Who was also fired, probably, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So he was done. And ironically, the former Chelsea manager is now Bayern Munich. Yeah, so that's, that's right. The, that, that's the crazy thing. So you've got lots of – there's lots of options. I think they'll probably go with a, one of those big time. And, the, and this is what Chelsea does, right? So for the last 20 years, we've been, you know, we've been very successful firing managers and then getting new ones. And still winning trophies. Yeah, and I won't. I won't be surprised if Chelsea Chelsea wins the Champions League somehow. I wouldn't be surprised. They've done it before. And then same thing with Tottenham and, and Leicester. They've got to try to figure out where they're going to go. I think Tottenham will probably be a fairly big name. As for Leicester, uh, there was there was a discussion that Graham Potter was offered the job already. That may have just been a rumor. Wow, that would be an that would be an interesting move. That might be a better fit for him. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah, true. That's true. Uh, and Conte, you know, he could always come back to Chelsea. Yeah, possibly. He, it could be he, that opportunity. He, he won a title there, right? Yeah, but very. I think he's very well liked by the the fans, just because of his of his of his success as a manager. Yeah, uh, I just can't. I just can't see it happening. I think they'll go with somebody fresh. It'll be a big time coach, that's for sure. Pochettino is my is my my bet. All right, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, in the meantime, let's talk about this. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? We have to talk about what's happening on the pitch, too. Um, uh, lots of games this week between this taping and the dropping of the episode. So we're going to try to focus on the games that have already been played over this past weekend because there were some big ones. Um, Arsenal right now is in cruise control. A 4-1 to one win over Leeds. And even though Man City spanked Liverpool four to one, yeah, they're still eight points behind. I know they have a game in hand, but and they're playing great. But you know, mm-hmm. Arsenal, all they have to do is not lose, right? Yeah, exactly. If they keep winning out, I mean, we've got basically nine games left, right, for them. If they keep winning, it's going to Man City just can't catch them, right? Now, the only thing, the only thing is. And this might be negative for Manchester City, is that they they'll have two games a week for the most part, right? So they're going to play Champions League games, they've right. got league games, so that could slow them down. Whereas Arsenal, they don't have anything to worry about. You know, they just got knocked out of the Europa League, 
So they're out of that, and so we and are out of all the other cups. The only thing that they need to focus on is the league. So they got one game a week that probably will help them prepare them for themselves for each game. Right. So I think that's the that's the tough thing. But Man City still has to play Arsenal, and like you said, they are playing great. They looked really good. Jack Grealish, especially, was I thought fantastic. Um, they're, yeah, they're, they're doing well, but like I said, like you said, Arsenal just keeps finding ways to win, uh, and they keep getting excited. So that's for sure. Well, my question is, uh, when they do win it, or if they do win it, how do they up the celebration? Because if <laughs> you're really you're celebrating, you know, a, a nice corner kick, the way they, I mean, they celebrate everything at just a ridiculous level. Uh, yeah. what, what happens when they actually win the uh, Premiership? Good, yeah, it's going to be the, the, the biggest celebration ever, you would think. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. So there was also a uh, mid-table scuffle um, between Chelsea and a- Aston Villa. And uh, I'm sure you know about this one. Um, Grant Potter certainly knows about this one. Yeah. Uh, but our, our fashion critic, Todd Schneider, mm-hmm. um, is a Aston Villa fan and was all over your uh, – your text messages, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a, it was a tough one. But if it's any consolation, I mean, when you when Aston Villa beats Chelsea, it's just such a rare occurrence. We have to fire our manager. So that gives you an idea of how how low it is. The fact and again, if the wind Aston blows Aston. hard, you fire your manager. So, <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, and, let's be and honest. The funny thing is, yeah, the, and the funny thing is I watched that whole game. I was there. It was great to watch it in England, Sky Sports, in a pub. That was great. Um, but, the, you know, the first half, they had so many chances. They looked pretty good. I was quite happy, even though they were down a goal. Um, I was quite happy with how they were playing. They were creating chances. But the second half was really poor. Chelsea were really, really poor in the second half. And I think that second half led to Gray Potter getting fired, I think, because of how poorly they played. They, I think... Aston Villa, to give them a lot of credit, you know, they got the second goal. Uh, McGinn was fantastic in the midfield. Probably probably the best game I've ever seen him play, and that second goal was really, really something special. But, um, you know, it's it's amazing on how things have flipped. I think Chelsea were so many, like 12 places above Villa yeah. in, in October, and now it's the reverse you know now now Villa's above Chelsea so that gives you an idea because remember Villa were in the in the relegation you know problems there dealing with issues that's why they got rid of Steven Gerrard so so that's why they they moved in a different direction yeah that's Uh, true but it's it's things are going to change hopefully for the better as as Chelsea moves forward Uh, congrats to Aston Villa who are you know as we mentioned, they are mid-table mediocrity at its best. Nine, <laughs> and ahead of Chelsea. Position <laughs> and ahead of Chelsea. And only a, and only a point behind Liverpool. That's too. true, so, too. Uh, yeah, I'm, know, I'm being awful quiet about team that. Struggling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there, there was another team that struggled, that's for sure. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the bottom of the table instead. Because uh, <laughs> the bottom of the table is still the race to watch as far as I'm concerned. Oh, it, it, awesome. As we tape uh, this show, the bottom three are Leeds United, Leicester City, and Southampton. Um, But four teams are only one point ahead. Four teams. 
Everton, Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth, and and West Ham. Really, it's anybody's game here. Any of these oh. seven teams could go down. I totally agree. I, I, it's such a hard pick. I mean, when you look at it, Southampton's in probably the worst trouble, obviously, with 23 points. Um, Leicester's got the worst form of the bottom, bottom three, four losses, and, and that may have led to, obviously, the sacking of Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. Leeds are so inconsistent. Um, yeah, everybody's struggling. The, the team that I think might be starting to move in a, in a good direction is Everton. Uh, even though I don't know if you watched the game at all yesterday, yes, they scored that late, that, that fantastic goal by Keane to, to tie the game. That was really something special. And it was kind of a scrappy game to say the least anyway. But what a, what a laser from uh, their center back to, to tie it up. It was a really amazing shot to, to do it. Michael Keane, it was basically the 90th minute. Uh, with both teams down to ten men there at the end, but give give Sean D- Dyker a lot of credit for getting them out of the uh, out of the relegation zone. Still got a lot of work to do, but at least they are moving in a good direction. Well, you know, I'm looking at these seven teams' names here. Everton have they ever dropped out of the Premier League since it no, began? They- yeah, I know they've been in it forever. Yeah, right. Uh, Leicester City uh, was a champion uh, less yeah. than ten years ago, right? That's right. That's right. Um, Southampton's been in the Premier League for a, quite a long time. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, West Ham has been in the Premier League for a very long time. Uh, it, it would be a major disappointment for the fans of any of these teams to go go down. It would be just a a city crushing thing, wouldn't it? Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, any of these teams that go down, it's going to have a massive effect on, on their on the club itself. They're going to have to revamp a little bit, regroup. Um, obviously, it's working really well for for Burnley, who went down last year. Yeah, I was able to get to see them play. We'll talk about that later. But they was able to push themselves up, and now they're on the verge of of getting promoted. So, for some teams, it might be a good thing. It yeah. may kind of recharge their batteries and. A little bit of a reset. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but yeah, picking picking the bottom three here very difficult. Right. Um, but I, Southampton's probably in the worst shape just because they played an extra game as well, and they have one of the worst goal differentials as well. Yeah, I, I was looking at the uh, schedule. It could come down to that final week. It probably will. In mm. fact, it almost certainly will. Right. And because yeah. here are three of the games that last week. All right, West Ham versus Leicester City. Everton oh, wow. versus Bournemouth and mm-hmm. Nottingham Forest versus Crystal Palace. All playing in that same in that last week. And Crystal Palace is, is in the danger zone yeah. too. Yeah, for sure. And they recently fired their manager as well. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so they're 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 definitely down there. They're probably a little got a little bit more premium, but they've also played extra games. They're twenty nine games in. You know, West Ham is probably got the best shape but they because they place the least amount of games and have one of the better goal differentials uh so i think they're going to be in good shape but, and i think they just yeah. have the most talent out of all those teams oh yeah no question no question so that always helps <laughs> the talent mm-hmm. always helps 
Yeah. All, all sure. right. Well, let's uh, keep an eye on that because that's uh, that's going to be the story of the year. Free Kicks mm-hmm. is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Illinois Youth Soccer has been proudly serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975 and has a strong history of credibility. Illinois Youth Soccer is an is a nonprofit corporation, official state association, and charter member of the U.S. Soccer Federation. State association and charter member of U.S. Youth Soccer administers administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, the Olympic Development Program, and U.S. Soccer Federation referee programs. For more information, go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. Okay, now. Uh, as long as we're talking about Illinois youth soccer, uh, I believe yeah. that you have 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 a, at least a report to give. You just came back from Jolly Ole, and uh, mm-hmm. and you went to see a bunch of games, and you were on a bunch of grounds uh, of, uh, oh. of Premier League teams. Tell us all about it. Yeah, it was really a fantastic trip. Um, I mean, I, I I was so excited for the players who went on that trip. We took over a mix of mostly 2010 boys and 2011 boys as well. Got to play three games. Uh, we played Tranmere, uh, Fletcher Moss, which is a grassroots group, and then obviously Burnley in the last game. But all of the things that we did in between were great. I mean, we got to visit Anfield. We got to visit Old Trafford, the Etihad. We went to watch, uh, uh, went to Wembley as well. Got to see the England Ukraine game. Went to Burnley to watch their game against uh, Sunderland, Pack Stadium, and then went to a non-league game as well. The very last day, we basically covered every gamut in terms of everything. Got to see a couple of castles. Went to Windsor Castle. Went to Conway Castle. Wow. Couldn't have done, yeah, went to Chester, spent a little time in there as well. So we got a little sightseeing. It was really one of the best trips that I've ever taken in terms of football with also a little bit of culture put in there. But obviously it was very heavy on the football side, which I absolutely loved. And I, I know the kids enjoyed it. I feel bad for the parents. They spent so much money on on new new shirts for the kids. I think yeah. some kids <laughs> left with a with a shirt from every every place. Yeah, uh, but that's okay. Yeah, the, those mega stores did some serious. Uh, I got some serious damage done there from our from us, but really fantastic. And, and yeah, you really know, the, nice of, they're not morons. The way they lead you through the fields, oh, yeah. and and then on your way out, oh, let's go through the oh, gift yeah. shop. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. Well, it's no longer a gift shop. They call them mega stores, and that's okay. basically what it is. It really is. I mean, you start obviously outside the mega store, and then you finish in the mega store. And oh, just go ahead and buy some yeah. shirts. And, yeah, it was great. I, I, to be fair, I mean, I'd never been to Old Trafford. That was the that was that was really kind of neat to see. I, I was really, and I I had been to Liverpool before, but I hadn't been in in amongst it. I think that was for me was one of the more impressive stadiums. I, I don't know. I didn't know if you know this, but they're adding a, a kind of more seats as well. So they're adding more to the um, to the one uh, stand opposite from the cop. So they're going to be adding another, I think, another ten thousand seats at Liverpool. So wow. it's going to be close to sixty thousand. Yeah, sixty, sixty one thousand. I think if I remember. Um, they're going to be maybe. And they always compare themselves to Everton and, and Manchester United. 
it might be a little bit over what Man United's capacity is. And I think that's part of the deal. It might be like one or two seats more. <laughs> so that's kind of it. So it may be closer to 70,000 by the time everything's done. So, yeah, so that was good. Did you go to uh, John, Paul, George, or Ringo's house while you were in We Liverpool? did. We didn't go to his house. We went down the main street there. Uh, what is it? Is What's the name of that street there in Liverpool? We kind of where the cavern is. Uh-huh. So we did check that out. Uh, so we went to see that. And then we kind of uh, had some dinner in the Docklands area. That was really quite nice. That was kind of fun. So that area in Liverpool where they have like little side streets, it's just it's almost like a little mini Nashville with all the music going on. There was a few songs there being played. So that was quite cool. So I'd never been in that area before. Uh, mm. So we got to do that. Yeah. And then, and obviously getting to see a couple of castles, the players appreciated that. So Conway Castle in Wales, which was good. So they got a little bit of, they went to another country. Um, it was quite funny. People, we always would joke, you don't need another passport. You don't need to show your passport. <laughs> We're just going England to Wales. You're okay. Uh, so that was quite, quite good. And then uh, obviously Windsor Castle, which was which was great, and then and then the three games, really good. Um, our first game against Tram here was fantastic, eleven goal thriller, which we came out on the right side of it, six to five. So wow. that was awesome. Yeah, that was really a really good game. A couple of defeats in the last two, but they were they were they were good games. Second one was probably a tough one because the kids on the other team seemed a little bit older and a little bit bigger and stronger, but really put up a good fight against Burnley's Academy as well. So that was good. So competition was great for them. I think they appreciated that. And uh, it was, yeah, it couldn't, couldn't have asked for a better experience. Okay, cool. Well, uh, we have more to do on this show, including your favorite feature. Time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay, so you should be uh, you should be totally up on everything now. You've been to all these oh, fields. Yeah. You've been watching uh, English uh, TV where they talk about yeah. nothing other than football. So That's he- right. here we go. All right, this week's uh, Premier League star is 32 years old. Okay. So he's been around, and he's playing for his second Premier League team. All right. Okay. Here's the giveaway. His go-to karaoke song is a song by Veggie Dreams. Oh yeah, that's giving it away completely. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Okay, I don't either. Uh, he wears the same number as former baseball great Mickey Mantle. The same number as former American football great John Elway. The same number as former soccer great George Best. Okay. So he wears number seven. That's it. Right. He has been around so long. How long has he been <laughs> around? He has won a Premier League title, a Champions League title, and a World Cup title. And he wore three different uniforms accomplishing that feat. Mm. Okay. Right, so obviously he's not an English player. Yeah. I think I might have an idea, and I'm guessing this could be a player that is that's uh, that recently just came back from an injury. Would that be fair to say? Uh, that would be fair to say. All right, and he was out for a long time since August, and it was great to see him back on the pitch. 
Yeah. And I'm surprised you threw this player in there because obviously you have my ties to the club. So my guess is going to be the fantastic, one of my favorite players. I was so glad he was back. Nagolo Kante is the man. That is correct. In his next game, he will be playing for his seventh different Premier League manager. Wow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And he's, a, yeah. and he's only been, been at two teams. That's he's the only been thing. at two teams, exactly. All right. Yeah, that was good. I just, you know, I wanted to welcome you back with, uh, you uh, know, ease, a, ease you back into it a little bit. Nice, nice, easy one. And I tell you what, he was, even when he came in, considering he hasn't played, he still looked like he was one of the best players out there. He actually had a good chance to score in the second half. He was the best player in the second half and what was a really bad game, but he is so good. He, he is. really is, and he's the I think is been what has been missing from Chelsea. Yeah, uh, he's the difference between being a top four team and not. Uh, that's how yeah. good he is on that team. Yeah, I, and and from what I hear, he's an extremely humble person. Was driving like a little Mini Cooper to practice every day. Gives a huge amount of money back to his his uh, native country. I think it's he was. I think he has. Um, obviously, he's French, but I think he has some connection to. I, I believe it was like Sierra Leone or something like that. One of the countries there. So he gives a lot of money back to to those country to the country to help with their own different things because obviously he's making ridiculous amounts of money. Right. Um, but. Uh, yeah, he's such a he's such a great player, and uh, I'm so glad he's back. Uh, you know, it could work out that because you know he's been he's been gone. Uh, he, he played one game for Grand Potter, right? Yeah. The game before he played Tuchel was right. with Tuchel, and the next game he plays will be with another coach. That'll be three <laughs> different coaches in three games. <laughs> That's a really good point. Right. I didn't even think about that. That's a, that's amazing. That's All probably right. going to be a great stat down the road. Exactly. All right, it's time for this. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. So putting you back to work, what, uh, what, what can we watch this coming weekend? Yeah, it's great to have the Premier League full in action. Obviously, we caught it this past week. Um, we were lucky enough to go to the England game as well last week, which was great. England versus Ukraine, 83,000. That was awesome. What was the but score? It's great to, it was 2 nothing in England one. Okay, nice. And uh, Saka scored a tremendous goal. So it, here's the funny thing before we get it. So after England scored, how he came the first one, it was like three minutes before half time. So a bunch of us left. I'm going to use the bathroom real quick. So get in there before everybody uh-huh. Then you're in the bathroom. You hear this. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Oh, I hate it when that happens. Everybody's like, oh, no. Everybody's, everybody's trying to sneak in the bathroom before the line, big cues came in. But, uh, yeah, so that was uh, – and it was a great goal, too. If you get a chance to look back at it, Saka coded it in with his left foot. It was really a nice goal. Um, so, yeah, so in terms of games this week, some really good matchups. Um You've got Man United-Everton. That's the early one, which I think is going to be a really good one to watch. Uh, obviously, Everton on a bit of a, a forward momentum. I actually quite like this Brentford-Newcastle game, which is two teams that are playing very well as well. But yeah. for me, I, I think you've got to look at – I think I, I'm really going to be really interested in two games, and I'm going to kind of give two two tips. 
The Leicester Bournemouth is the relegation game that we want to see. Right. Definitely. I think they're going to be fighting for that. So that's on Saturday at nine o'clock. That's going to be on Peacock. And then you have to tune in. Sunday, Liverpool, Arsenal at Anfield should be a really good one as well. So those are my two. So a TV tip, double tip with everybody being back. So Leicester Bournemouth on Saturday, Leeds, I'm sorry, and Liverpool and Arsenal on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I'll be checking those out for sure. All right. We have a special thanks to pass out. We're going to say thank you to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H-Shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Free Kicks. The preceding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up?